Welcome to another awesome episode of Millennial Third Eye. My name is Joe, and I'm your host. And we're going to be discussing Twin Flames or Heartburn this episode with my awesome friend and co-host, Jordan Hoff. Jordan, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Pretty excited for this one. Excited to do some love readings, too. I'm excited, too. We're going to do some, exactly, we're going to do some love readings. Um, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, The Fool. Uh, sometimes you just got to go with the flow and not really focus on what's around you and just keep on going. Uh, that's definitely what's going on right now with me right now with the internet connection and this website as I figure out how to get my phone to get onto the website so I can see the studio. But in the meantime, let's keep talking. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. All right, so we're discussing twin flames, karmic relationships, soulmate, what is it? Did you did you meet your twin flame? Is this the one? How do you know? Are you going to meet your your your, your person? Well, let's talk about it. Um, Jordan, I, I think I like to like share the share the floor. Like, let I'm gonna yeah. give the mic to you. What where do you want to start with this? So let's start with the twin flame. The twin flame concept um, for a lot of people is that you know, there's this perfect person, this perfect person that was designed just for them, like head to toe, that's their person, and they're going to spend their entire lives looking for this person. When, in all actuality, twin flames are like soulmates, but like on crack. (laughs) It's so much deeper. It's so much crazier the way that you mirror with your twin and not all twins are destined to be together for an entire lifetime sometimes they just come in and wake you up um there's so many similarities but there's so many like huge differences when it comes to your twin flame like yes they feel like there's someone who's just like a home for you like you have this sense of belonging when you're with them but they trigger you just as much as you feel that love for them and that's not something that I really ever hear that's talked about and it's the key aspect to your twin flame they're not here to just be you know your little snuggle buddy they're here to actually wake you up (laughs) they're here to piss you off like they're here to get you thinking and to get you questioning things and to heighten your vibration and your awareness best way to do that is to bring to light all the things we don't like right whether they're about ourselves yeah. or our environment or anything like that. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love what you said. This is why we're friends. We, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to I remind everyone, like, even if you feel or think or know or you've made contact and you're, like, verification approved, your twin flames here, your twin flame and yourself both don't consciously know that you're about to teach each other some uncomfortable stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go into a lot of different perspectives I have and, and experience and what I've learned as well as you, Jordan, on this twin flame topic. But your, your person or your twin flame is not going to be like, oh, right, I'm in your life right now because I'm going to be teaching you how to pull out your ego and make you feel uncomfortable. And you're going to be like, yes, I love it. Um, right. The, earlier, I love to think about different concepts of awareness. How do people even become aware of twin flames? Um, you know, first, first in our lives, I think the majority of people come into contact with, like, soulmates or life lessons. But what I've noticed from individuals 
is that they'll go through this spiritual journey of the, their life so far, and they come into this topic of twin flames. And so you really can't fully be looking for it until you're actually going on this journey going, oh, my twin flame. Um, but my point about this journey with the twin flame is that right away, most people are eager. They want to know, is this it? Are they the one? And you are on this journey at that time to really start to really love yourself more. Um, in the twin flame journey, you start to run or there's a chaser. Um, and and what, ha- what actually happens is that you start to get uncomfortable. Oh, they're not, they're not giving me the love I deserve. Or what's, why, do they, why do you think they have a runner or a chaser? It's not their sweet love story. It's like, my twin flame, no, there's a runner, there's a chaser. You guys are drawn to each other because you're forced to learn each other's lessons, and you're also learning to reflect it on you to learn what you need to learn. And, George, pass the mic back to you. This is going to be a hot topic. We're just going to keep passing the mic. Oh, I love it. I love everything you just said. It's so true because one twin is almost always more advanced spiritually and mentally than their counter. They have mm. to be because they have to be triggered and they have to go back and forth. It's the yin and the yang. They have to, one of them has to be like in light and one of them has to be in darkness because the one in light has to be reminded of their darkness and the one in darkness has to be reminded of mm. their light. That's why they are opposing, but they still belong together, if that makes sense. Like, one twin usually takes, like, the form of being, like, a teacher, like, the confidant, the counselor. And that's because one twin is more spiritually mature than the other. Um, And twin twins also undergo, like, stages in their relationships, just like you were saying. Um, But the old wounds will start surfacing. There's more turbulence that arises in those relationships. And it's necessary for growth. But the twin who's more mature becomes the chaser, and the other one becomes the runner. The mature twin attempts to strengthen the relationship and make all the amends. So everything you're saying is just so spot on. I love it so much. I've never gotten to, like, openly talk about this like this. So, but you're, you're completely right. Um, and it's so triggering for both people because even though you want to run, there's a part of you that still feels like you belong to this person. There's a part of you that feels like you're at home when you're near them and you're around them. It's almost like you can't get enough. And I know it sounds super toxic. We're not talking about, like, physical altercations or, like, screaming matches. We're talking about differences in, like, opinion and being able to have a, you know, open conversation with your counterpart. We're not talking about abuse here in any way, shape, or, you know, fashion. Um, this is completely about being like triggered by the other person and not wanting to do your work. So you leave the situation, you run from the situation because there's a part of you that knows that they are right. And there's a part of you that knows I'm not ready to do that yet or them for that matter. Would you, would you mind if not, it's okay. Um, and it's all up to you. Would you mind, talking about experiences you've had around a twin, your twin flame experience at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because it's literally everything we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I'm currently married to my twin flame, and our entire life process, we met in kindergarten. We were friends. Mm-hmm. We knew each other. We played on the playground. We lost contact with each other. We rekindled in um, sixth grade. And every time that we rekindled, it was always around a trauma. So in sixth grade was the first big passing I ever had in my life. I lost my grandfather. And I'll never forget, there he was, 
you know, Shaheen was there, held the door open for me, and I was just shutting down immediately. I remembered who he was. I didn't want anyone to love me at that point. I was just like, no, you know, my life's crazy right now. I just lost someone. I don't even know how to process this. Talking about how I'm supposed to feel right now, I just shut off all my emotions, and I pushed him away. And he kept trying. Here comes the chasing, right? He's chasing me, and I'm running away because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have to love someone. I just lost someone. Love means lost to me at that point. I wasn't ready. So then he's still trying, seventh grade. Then eighth grade, he goes to a different school. We lose touch completely again. Then we rekindle again in our freshman year of high school. And we date a little bit on and off. This is when it starts to get serious. I'm starting to take him more seriously. And then I lost my meemaw. And if anyone knows me, they know that is the biggest loss that I've suffered in my life. Um, Losing her was like losing my mother. Um, she was a huge part of my life. And when that happened, I went like on rampage. I wanted everyone away from me. That was when I started drinking and I took a bad turn and I pushed him away again. And then he and I got into a lot of trouble because I started, you know, pulling him on my path because there was a fear of us not being together and what was going to happen if we weren't together. Mm-hmm. We lost touch with each other for another year or two. And then we rekindled again in our senior year and then we were together for seven years after that but even in those seven years it was such a roller coaster of emotions it was you know me being a manipulative control freak because I was so traumatized by losing people and my own background and growing up the way that I did with the church and you know feeling like I was manipulated it was like my cry out like my help cry knowing that now I didn't know it then um, and it was very traumatizing for him and it was like whatever I I said went and he would follow and he would listen until a point came that he wanted to be his own person and I wasn't accepting of that and the whole relationship blew up all over again so mm. there's it's no joke when we say these are not easy relationships to be in they will pull out the best in you but they will also pull out the absolute worst in you and until both of you are healed enough to be open and raw about your true emotions and you can both communicate with each other, they're toxic. (laughs) They are so toxic. They're so hard to be in and to deal with and to wrap your mind around because you know you love this person. And, you know, like, there was three years that we weren't together. So we were together for seven years, engaged, going to get married and all that. And then there was a three-year stint that we weren't together, and I was going to have my son. Um, And that whole three years, it just felt like I was existing. I wasn't living. It took me back into that same feeling I had when I lost my Mima, and I didn't even know if, you know, reality was real. It just felt mm-hmm. like I lost this huge piece of myself, and I had no idea how I was going to keep going. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't want to listen to music. I stopped eating at the places that we love to go to. I started mm-hmm. staying inside. I hated being out in town. I didn't want to see all of our old friends. I deleted a bunch of people on Facebook. It was like I just shut the whole world out because right. I didn't want to feel the way that I was feeling, but spirit wasn't even letting me get away from that. Then it was dreams. Then it was, you know, um, letters we had passed in high school that I would find in my closet and my jacket pocket that I was getting out for the winter. It was just literally stuff everywhere that was surrounding me in memories of him. I couldn't get away from it. And I knew, part of me knew, that it was because he was going to come back. There was going to, because he had moved across the um, country, like he was living upstate. I was down here. We were, like, days away from each other when it comes to travel. And I really thought, you know, he's out there and he's happy and he's living his life, and I don't want to ruin that. Um, But, you know, that whole relationship didn't work out. And he wound up coming back here, and we wound up rekindling after those three years, which was crazy to even think about. 
we tried to be friends for a while. We tried the whole friend route. We'll just be friendly. We'll see how we can handle each other. Totally didn't work out. We're head over heels for each other all over again. And now we are finally in a positive, happy, open, open communication. We have talked about everything that happened in our past. We've hashed everything out. I have taken responsibility for the things that I did wrong. He has taken responsibility for the things that he did wrong. We have told each other how we felt about each other in the past, things that we're not going to do moving forward in this relationship. And, I mean, you have to, like, pour your heart out. All the things that scare you to death, like if I say this to this person, I know they're going to leave, you have to. It's a part of the entire twin flame Mm -hmm. journey to go through this and to do this. You can't hide anything from your counterpart. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your soulmate, your partner, your lover, you can't. They just know you. In the twin flame connection, like I said, it's like it's on crack because it's so much, it seems so much more intense um, than like a soulmate connection where, yes, it's traumatizing to lose them, but it's, you know, you can continue on. It's a shitty breakup. It's terrible. You miss them. You could even miss them for years, but it's not like the end of the world as if someone passed away and you know, you'll, you're not going to get to physically be around them again feeling, at least for me, it has been. So I've been in other relationships, and the other relationships were just like, yeah, bye later. Like, I don't have exes. Who are you? <laughs> None of them affected me the way that, you know, losing him for those three years did. So what about you? Give me one second. I'm just letting everyone know on Facebook Live that we are on the radio show right now, calling the, call okay. the show for three Nothing like the present moment, right? Right. And I want to talk about something else, too. So I'll just go into this since you're um, sharing us out, is that they really do teach you life's biggest lesson and that the biggest lesson in life is to bring you back to that self-love. They teach you how to love yourself because you have to be open and raw and real and honest with yourself before you can ever be honest with them. You have to hate yourself to love yourself. And it's such a cycle you have to go through and you have to do it completely alone and going and looking back on it now it makes so much sense why we were taken apart for so many years like three years doesn't seem like a big thing but when you are missing that person like they passed away every single day and you know they're alive and you can't get to them it really does a number on you um and it makes you go through this whole process of what would I do different and you start making all these promises to yourself and I won't do this and I won't be this toxic and I won't traumatize them this way and I'll listen and I'll make sure that I do this and you really start reevaluating who you are as a person, where your traumas came from, how you learned those traumas, and what you're going to do moving forward to not be that same person anymore. Like, you really have to, like, turn yourself inside out. You have to love yourself. That's the I only agree. way you can do it. I agree. It's, um, by the way, everyone watching on Facebook Live, uh, we are on the live radio show right now. If you want to get a reading from me and Jordan while we're here, you can listen live uh, via telephone with the uh, number on the screen also let me go ahead and share the link out on here so you guys can uh, follow the link as well if you don't want to call in so that way you guys don't have to just hear me on facebook live you can see here what jordan's saying uh we're talking about twin flames we're talking about soulmates and karmic lessons but jordan i really love what you're saying because we had talked about this in a different aspect before where um the spiritual journey is by no means this comfortable easy uh, excited, like, oh my God, I'm having so much, like, this is going to be tough moments, and the twin flame experience is going to be in those, t- you're going to have tough moments, because picture this, we go through life experiences and relationships for so long, 
and eventually we have to go within, right? So this is one of those chapters where you have to go within and go, what is actually wrong with me? Like, what, what do I have to learn about myself? Because there's more things about the relationship of the twin flame that pulls these parts out of us because we get so uncomfortable. And you, uh, you, you shared your story very beautifully, um, my twin flame experience. So when I went through my awakening, I honestly wasn't looking for relationship stuff, uh, but I came across this individual, and she was pulling my, my attraction at the time. Um, and very far away as well, all the way in California. And we had spent time chatting and conversing. I got to the point where I actually would uh, had traveled to meet her. But it started turning into this uncomfortability. Uh, at the time, I wanted all the attention. Um, I didn't understand why, this, why she acted certain ways or um, wasn't giving me the focus. Uh, over time, what had happened was, <clears throat> you know, my mindset's like, where's this going? What, what are we doing here? And I still wasn't getting this attention from her as a relationship perspective at that time for this twin flame lesson. And one of the things I had learned was I was getting frustrated. And I thought she was going to be visiting um, the area over here to come see me. And she had said, no, I'm not coming. So I got upset. And I was thinking to myself, you know, what, what am I, all the tools I'm learning here, like what, what do I need to work with to learn what I need to release? And so I started going within. I was like, okay, what am I upset about? I said, I'm upset about this, this, and this with this conversation, this person. I said, okay, what, what is it besides that? And I realized it was an insecurity. I said, okay, uh, I'm literally letting this person override my emotions because of something that I want, and they're not giving it to me. So I have to give this to myself. So I started learning things. But over the time, um, you know, it started to get frustrating for me because I was – willing to help them with stuff um, and give, give money or help them with a plane ticket somewhere. But I was holding on to expectations still at the time. And, but it also turned into this relationship that was becoming toxic. Um, we had a friendly base, didn't go anywhere. Um, so this twin flame experience was really about me learning not only to love myself unconditionally and learn to become more aware of myself, but also the relationship with other people. But also on top of that um, was learning to love other people unconditionally. Yeah, this person wasn't perfect. Uh, this person had their own flaws. This person was frustrating me and really pissing me off at times. But I also had to learn about this unconditional love. So, you know, the other thing that people – do is they're drawn to this twin flame thing, right? They're, they're eager and quick to run with it and go, oh my God, my twin flame. But you already are in this perspective mindset where you're already looking for something external from you to give approval. Um, we're realizing that at some point we have to be happy with who we are and love who we are and be content with who we are because this relationship is, is only bringing out more of what we aren't whole or complete with. I completely agree with you. Do we tell you know, the we, story? Yeah, go for it. Did we tell the Greek mythology story? I can't remember if we did it or not yet. No, no, we didn't. Please share. Uh, oh, by the way, man, I, I that was on Facebook. What, 
join us on this conversation so you guys can hear the whole thing, not just me. Jordan and I are talking about twin flames, soulmates, uh, karmic relationships. We'll be taking callers for, for free reading soon, so call in. The number is 319-527-6304, and uh, press the number one to let us know that you're interested. Sorry, Jordan, get Whenever this whole twin flame thing, like, came across my table, um, I, I always have to know why. I question everything. I want to know, like, where this originated from, where it came from, where these concepts, you know, generated. And what I found was this went all the way back to, like, Greek mythology. And it states that twin flames are extension of our own souls because we were originally created with four arms, four legs, and two faces. And Zeus feared that, we were so powerful because of how fast and strong and unique we were of being of two minds and two bodies um, that he struck us down with a bolt of lightning and cut us in half and doomed us to forever seek this other part of ourselves, to always seek this validation, to always seek this love. Because if we weren't together, then we had this mentality of only being a half, a half to a whole idea or to a whole love or to a whole anything. I have a question for you, Joe. Yeah. Um, what is your thought on twin flames being like family and friends as well? With mm. it taking the sexual part of it away, taking this like, you know, partnership away. What are your thoughts on that? Um, we might have different perspectives, which is fine. Um, my point of view is is that family and friends. Uh, would be under soulmates. And it gets interesting because I believe that soulmates, even if they're friends, there might be this tight friendship that could be confused with a possible love relationship. But the love is so strong there um, from past lives or, you know, starseed family, whichever it would be. Um, But my my feelings on that is that they're under soulmates because soulmates are really supposed to be people in our lives that are here to make life easier, more enjoyable. They're relatable. They're understanding. They might not be all in family in the sense of that, but there's going to be individuals that are soulmates that are here to lock in with you, be buddies, be friends, be close, close with you. Um, I honestly believe also that Karmic relationships have been twin flames. We're just becoming, it's like reading a book for the first time going, oh, my God, there's twin flames, and then now you're putting this new perspective out. But Mm -hmm. I believe twin flames have been always karmic relationships. Um, It's just this misinterpretation of a twin flame because why? We have hope. We We want that true love. We want that real deal. But karmic relationships, in my mind, when I was always growing up and went through relationships, this weird thing happened to me. I literally, even if I was upset or if I was the one who ended it, overviewing my relationship. What were the pros? What were the cons? And there was one day mm-hmm. where I was like, why do I even do this? Like, and then I started spiritually waking up going, oh, my God, like, this is actually a good thing that I did this. Because I was always realizing, like, people were teaching me things. My relationship was teaching me things. Um, the things that I wasn't good at or the things I needed to change about myself. Um, I'm going to be the first, you know, I'm sure I'm not the first person to admit, 
But there was times where I looked back and went, oh, my God, I was really narcissistic in that relationship. People who are narcissistic are not conscious of it. We don't realize it as people. So, and what that comes down to is a lack of self-love and, and blaming, blaming things and trying to point the finger at it. As an empath, I also became a narcissist because of the relationship of the other narcissist. So I absorbed mm-hmm. it. Um, so I don't know if that sums up your question. I know I loaded it up, but I think that soulmates can be family, friends, close, close people that we just love and we can vibe with, with um, relationships are tied in with twin flames. That's my thoughts. I like that. I like that perspective. That's a beautiful perspective. See, I because, question. I question everything. I'm like, okay, this knowledge is just out there, and I can just read it. Like, what else do I need to know, you know? And I really start to wonder, because there's even people who, um, like, this best friend. It's just their best friend for their whole entire life, and, like, they're basically bonded. Like, they're basically siblings. Like, if they didn't tell you, no, we're not siblings, you wouldn't know. And they even say, like, yeah, I love my significant other, but I would pick my best friend, you know? Like, there's just a different bond they have. To that other person and I wonder honestly if this whole twin flame thing it's a match to what side of our divine masculine and divine feminine is traumatized either born into it in this lifetime because of you know our ancestral DNA that we're born into or something that we carried over for a past lifetime like I literally question everything and that mm-hmm. has been something that's been on my mind so much because recently so many new um, experiences have come to me through reading, reading other people, and mm-hmm. I'm learning so much about, you know, bonds and those kinds of friendships and even, like, family members who are, like, you know, third cousins, but they're basically like siblings. They live together. They're the only ones in their family that are, you know, still talking to each other. You know, the family's distant. And I wonder so much if that's some sort of twin flame situation um, because they hate each other and love each other equally. You know what I mean? It's so different from the bonds they have, like even with their children, like something they brought into this world. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's a completely different experience for them. And the way that, you know, they're explaining it to me, it reminds me of my relationship, the highs, the lows, the energy exchanges. The only thing that's different is there isn't a, you know, sexual connection. Mm-hmm. It's, completely platonic Mm. but it does mirror this connection so well so I don't know and see I question things about soulmates as well too because I always wonder you know there's so many people that we meet there's strangers that I meet that I'm just like wow I know you like my soul knows you I don't know you but there's something about you that I recognize that makes sense to me and I can't pinpoint it quite yet to me, that's like a soul tie. That's a soul connection. I like I recognize you. It makes me think of the Avatar movie when they say, I see you. That's the way I feel about these people. And I usually wind up becoming friends with them. And I'm like, hey, where have you been my whole life? You know, like we were supposed to meet a long time ago, but we didn't. And we're here now. So cool. Like me and you, Joe. <laughs> exactly. I was just thinking that. <laughs> you can see me do it. Um, <laughs> I think one of the other things about twin flames is that um, – whether at some point in our life, like your journey seemed like it started at a younger age. Um, mm-hmm. My perspective of twin flame didn't come until my awakening. And it was kind of like, all right, this is, this, this is it. Like, what's the deal with this? And it got really annoying and uncomfortable back and forth. Um, because it, I think everyone has their own journey 
They are, they have, everyone has their own experiences. Everyone has their own journey. Some people go through a spiritual awakening in little chapters through life. Some people mm-hmm. have this intensity. Um, it might come back in a, in a cycle or pattern later on in life again. But, um, you know, there's this, this different mixture of stuff. So it's how we are going through life to observe it. So some people like yourself, you were able to look back and go, oh, I'm observing this from, from this, this uh, time period. Um, whereas some people are observing it through this miniature chapter of their life, so new and aware to them. When we spiritually mm-hmm. wake up, there's like a new heightened sensitivity. Like you're, you're basically born again. When a baby's born, you can only imagine like all this sensitive stuff going on, light, sound, feeling. What is this? Oh, my God. Why do you think a baby, like, comes out crying? Sometimes they don't. Awareness to, uh, you know, the twin flame subject, and we're hoping that there's this fulfillment and enjoyment of love ever after. And for the most part, a lot of people, without being spiritually hashtag woke, um, they just keep going through relationship, relationship, or cycle and pattern, cycle and pattern. You know, it's the same person, different person, but same aspect of the same story. And they're not aware that there's a lesson to be learned here. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there's a sensitive awareness to spirituality. And they're wondering, oh, twin flame. Oh, my God, is this it? And because I think the other part of this twin flame thing is this, there's a forced pull to the individuals. You are forced to learn and, and go through this chapter with them in order to feel levels and observe on levels and, and comprehend on levels that you haven't before because a lot of people let's be real Jordan I know I was one of those people too they just want to keep going and going and going and like to just keep hoping and one day and one day but we never for the most part take the time to go what is it I need to learn what is this person trying to teach me without saying what is the universe connecting me to this person for and that's what happens. You start off with this pull of this relationship. Oh, my God, twin flame. It's not just about that one person. It's about how you are interacting with the world, with how mm-hmm. I think it's also preparing you for the right person because you have to realize what's wrong with yourself and what's wrong with it. You know, it's not always about, oh, you're not doing this right for me. It's, a, it's times what I need to learn to be a better human so that I can match the law of vibration with my partner in the future. Because the law of attraction is you get what matches the law of attraction. If you want this thing and it's really happy, you have to be really happy. And so that comes in when you least expect it. And I think this is a force of nature that's like, look, you said something really good uh, before, Jordan, about the masculine-feminine imbalance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that does play a part in, like, the kundalini, um, finding the balance, because we all have masculine and feminine energy. That's why we have a left and a right brain. That's why we have duality. That's why Mm -hmm. we have to learn to be balanced. And we're not perfect humans. We're never going to be perfect, but it's about maintaining that balance. And I don't want to get confusion on, like, what side is the ego side on, Joe? I don't think it has to do with anything right now. We're not going to blame (laughs) <laughs> but, um, you know, it's something that has to happen so that we can prepare 
for the right match, the right person that we're going to put the work and time in because we realized that our twin flame wasn't perfect. We're not perfect. I love what you said, too, about, um, you know, being careful what you ask for. Like, whenever people tell me they want, they want love, they want a loving relationship, the first thing that I ask them is, what are you doing for yourself? What, what are you expecting this person to do? So you want this person to come in your life and you want them to make you hot coffee in the morning. You want them to put a sweet love note in your lunch. You want them to call you on lunch break. You want them to send you flowers because it's Tuesday. Of those four things, when's the last time you did one for yourself? When's the last time you even drank your hot coffee in the morning? If you can't implement those into your own life, they will be traumas from the person who comes in and steps in to do them. Because you have already decided that is not your love language. The only way you will accept love from someone else, but when it does happen, you question it. Well, why is this person acting like this? Why are they doing all this extra stuff? What are they hiding? Oh, they're trying to, you know, um, gaslight me and love bomb me so that they can get away with cheating on me and hurting me and screwing me over and I'm not having it. And there's so much trauma incorporation in it. So if you're out there right now and you're looking for love, that's my question for you. When's the last time you loved yourself the way you're asking to be loved by someone else? And even if you are in a relationship. Ask yourself that. What do you want from your partner you're not getting? Are they a talker and you're a doer and you want to switch the role? So do that. Mm-hmm. Play that game. Let them pretend to be you and you pretend to be them and y'all traumatize each other and trigger each other because then you'll grow. Then you'll understand. Love is a choice. We have to choose to love ourselves and to love the people around us every single day. And that doesn't mean like, you know, swallow your pride, swallow your emotions, never talk about things, very, very, very. No, we (laughs) have to communicate. We have to tell them like, hey, you're being a dick today. And it's really triggering me. And this is what you're doing. It's bothering me. And this is how I'm responding to it. And we take ownership for our own feelings and we share with them how their actions are bringing up these feelings in us. So you can keep loving them and loving yourself. That's how we put set boundaries. Like these things are just pivotal to any relationship whether it's a twin flame karmic partner soulmate lover it doesn't matter friends family as well these are all different love languages we have in our life and you're so right so we're just going to keep repeating cycles and patterns and these things over and over and over again same situation new face just like you were mm-hmm. saying if we don't do these things if we don't say these things if we constantly live in a shell of fear because we're afraid that we're not good enough or we're going to trigger them or they're just going to leave or they're going to cheat on us because we did something that provoked them to cheat on us. Like when I say that out loud, I know y'all know that sounds crazy, but why do we rationalize it in our minds? Like, why is that okay for us to just say that to ourselves? Why do we not love ourselves enough there? We can't, we have to start there. We got to do things for us that say, I am enough. I know I'm enough. You know why? I had my damn hot coffee this morning. That's right. Pat myself on the back, you know, like, be fun with it. Be silly with it. But seriously, we have to love ourselves first. I really also want to add that this twin flame chapter of, of people's lives, um, it opens a lot of doors, which is really good. Why does it open a lot of doors? Well, people have to have, I'm sure, for a fact, when people come into this journey, they're like, oh, my God, i got to Google and YouTube Twin Flame. And so what do, you, what do you think happens? There's going to be some rough points that you have to go, okay, well, what is the universe trying to teach me about Twin Flames now? And one of those things as well is looking at the reflection. The person that you are with is your reflection. It is your opposite. It is don't look at it as, like, my twin flame that matches my flame. It is your mirror image. 
it is the thing that you don't have or possess that you are seeking to accomplish within yourself. And so this is another reason why this has to be experienced so that we can go, okay, this person doesn't know how to do this, but we see it from a different standpoint, a different viewpoint. Where, did, where in life did they experience this? Because then we can start to love someone unconditionally and we realize why they're acting the way they're acting or the, the way they're behaving because there's things about ourselves in the reflection that we might be insecure about, that we're not willing to do or we're, we're not willing to change to see that reflection. And that's why I think the spiritual journey with the twin flame or this, this love relationship is about you realize our people realizing that you're in this, okay, the universe pulled you and, and you met this person. You just, you're, you're running and chasing each other but you're forced to go look for information or guidance to go, why is this person doing this? Why are they treating me this way? Or why, why am I not willing to listen to this? Because I'm, I'm on the fence because of my experience. I was the runner, actually. And, <laughs> and, and you know, either way, at the time, I think, I, was, I think personally I was the more spiritual one, but I was mm-hmm. also the more insecure and running individual. Um, but I actually, for the first time, never thought about doing this. <laughs> I just realized it. To switch it now, right? The other person. The other person isn't really open to love or that relationship. They're, they're a little bit too secure. They're a little bit too comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. They're not willing to change as much. There's this reflection part. This other person desires the other person. And we have to look at one another and go, what is this person trying to teach me? What do I need to observe of them? It's not about this love thing. And I keep hearing, and I want your opinion about this, Jordan. This is, I'm not calling anyone out. This is just a mixture of things that I've heard over the time. It's not just one person. So if there's anyone out there, I'm not calling you out. I've heard <laughs> different people in two scenarios. The one scenario is this, the person spiritually wakes up because of karma. What? And then they want to know if their relationship is worthwhile because are more eager to leave a relationship for whom they think is their twin flame to jump ship. Uh, there's no wrong or right here. I just want to, what's your opinion about that? That, I just heard to that. me, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> that, to me, is a part of the journey um, because it definitely happened to me because I was going through my awakening and I was doing all that and I wasn't getting the things that I needed in the relationship and I was excelling um, in my spirituality. I was doing readings in public. I was just like, I was ready for marriage. I was ready to bring kids into the world. I was ready to do all these things. And he wasn't. Right. And that was what, you know, caused this whole like, well, I'll go find something better then. I'll find someone who wants to do this with me. Since you want to just be stuck here, I don't want to be stuck here. So now I'm running, I'm leaving. I'm going to go do what I want to do with my life. And you can just be where you are and you can have fun being there. Cause you know, it's been long enough. We've been together long enough and I had these plans and didn't match up with his plans. So speaking from experience, it's a part of it. I did it. I jumped ship. I decided there was going to be something, you know, bigger and better out there for me and completely overlooked how comfortable I was. I took mm-hmm. the love in that relationship and I tried to unplug it from that one and plug it right into another one with a fucking karmic partner. <laughs> at uh. that. And it blew up in my face, y'all, so fast. 
so hard. I literally raised my son on my own without my husband. I, I would still be on my own. Um, yeah, so don't recommend. Um, zero out of ten on that one. I did it myself. Mentioned something really important, uh, which I think is really good. I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do things, regardless of relationships? By the way, we'll take a caller for for a reading in a minute. Um, boundaries. You know, besides relationships, twin flame, just in general, things happen to us, and there comes a point in our life. I hope where people go. You know what? I don't, I don't deserve to be treated this way. This is not what I would – this is not what I want. Or this is what I do want. There comes this time of self-realization. Um, there was a time in my life where, you know, this is why we talk about loving ourselves. There was a chunk of time where I thought I knew who Joe was. And I remember catching myself one day – no, actually, I looked back at my life and I remembered something I said. I got upset one day and I said – they don't know who I am. Like, they don't know what I like. And I remembered saying that, and I went, I didn't even know what I, who I was. I didn't even know what I liked. And so there comes a point in our time where we start to realize we love ourselves more to go, oh, my God, like, no, I don't want this. We th- Sometimes we think we want something, and we realize we don't. Um, but I think the chapter of life, just like you said, there comes a point where you have to face is this something that I am going to be worthwhile staying long-term because I have goals and plans and dreams? Or is this person holding me back? And so what you did, besides the karmic second part there, um, I think it's something I also did too. I am not willing to continue this if you or the other person, I mean, is not willing to change or show me steps and change. Um, so I think it's also a big part because we, we wound up verbally communicating or learning more about ourselves or the world and this other person um, that this is, this is not what we, we want this. So this is what we deserve or we don't mm-hmm. deserve this. Um, do I think twin flames stay friends? Yeah. But I think it's also hard to do that. That's in my opinion. Um, yeah. But I do not. And this is my opinion. I'm not, I don't want people to get uh, upset or, like, cry over it. But if you are in a relationship and you're looking at someone who you assume is your twin flame and you want to you want to jump ship, you're going to have some issues. Because oh, yeah. you're running from an issue that you have not resolved yet. So you're going to have to resolve it in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not completely whole with your whole again. And that's not, that's not what's going to happen. Um, you have to learn to be with yourself first. This is why I think the twin flame journey is an important life lesson because we have to go, you know what? This is who I am. Ah, oh, this is who I am. This is what I deserve. Oh, I learned more about myself. I was a little insecure. This person taught me. My twin flame taught me a lot of stuff. And they had a little bit of, like, ego in them. They're like, what did I teach you? What did I teach you? And I was like, well, okay. They taught me a lot, which is good and bad. But this is the part of the journey. We we're we're not willing to put in the work unless we're drawn to something, right? Mm-hmm. We're drawn to something. We're like, oh wow, I really want to build this model ship. Wow, okay, it's going to be work, and we have to we take some time with it. We go back to it. We put, but 
that's why the twin flame journey we're we're drawn to someone, and we're like, what is this? This is all new. This is I feel happy, but then you go through these trials and tribulations, and you have to learn about yourself. The universe pulls you into this energy to help you. I think find like you said, Jordan, before find that balance of masculine, feminine energy. You are in balance in, but it's not about yeah. the sub. It's not about that one subject of oh, what do I need within my masculine or feminine. It's not about that. It's about what is this other person, regardless of male, female, if the male is carrying feminine energy more than you are, it doesn't matter. It's about what do they need to teach you so you can finally be whole and accept yourself and not go run to someone because you feel lonely because you are looking for love. If you're lonely, you're lacking self-love. You're lacking happiness and you feel like you're not complete without this one thing until it comes into your life. I agree. You want to um, maybe use the first hour? We got like 12 more minutes to explain um, karmic partners and soulmates and then do a bunch of readings after that. That way, when, yeah. we, when we're explaining these love languages and things to people, when we talk about karmic partners, they have an idea of what we've already said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay. So, um, karmic partnerships to me. Um, it's kind of like a soulmate relationship, but it's so different in the fact that there are um, no healthy boundaries with that partner. Usually um, one person's very into their own self-interest. It's all about them. It's all about their needs. They love bomb you in the beginning. They suck you in. It's this perfect person. You're almost convinced you're completely in love with them. And it's like the too good to be true. And then once you're in with them, usually around the three month marker, boom, everything changes. Then the red flags start to come out, but you're already kind of invested, right? Cause you've already been, you know, them, you know, them a little bit, maybe you've introduced them to the family or some of your friends and you don't want to be like that person. So you keep them around and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's so much more about them and how they can control you and manipulate you than it is about, you know, you being of sound mind and body to set those boundaries and to take care of yourself because now there's fear incorporated in it. What are your thoughts on karmic partners? Before I, before I get into karmic partners, um, I want to say something about, because I get this vibe from people. How do I know from in my twin flame relationship? How do I know if this is the one? How do I know if this is a soulmate karmic? One thing I want to share with everyone is this. Do not worry about being in, is it or is it not? Why? What happens is if someone is trying to avoid a life lesson, let's say it's even, it's not even a twin flame, it's soulmate doesn't matter. If you avoid it, the universe has to line you up with another thing that's going to bring you these life lessons until you learn them, unless you learn them on your own um, and do, you know, healing and all this other stuff. But try, don't avoid it and don't worry about it. More so, you have to be in tune with yourself. And you have to start realizing what is it that you need to learn? What is it that this person's not bringing you happiness with? What are you, you know, what are you deserving of? Are you willing to change? A lot of people have this moment where they're stuck and they're going, well, I don't know. I see all these red flags, but I don't know. Well, okay, number one, there's all these red flags. Two, what have you asked yourself spiritually, like within yourself? What is it about this person that they're teaching me? So when it comes to, like, are they or are they not? You know what? 
as much as I don't, we talked about things like you shouldn't do. Sometimes in order to learn, we have to do these things and go, oh, that's why I did that. That's why me and Jordan have these stories because of our experience. We don't know until we experience something. Yeah, you can look up, oh, by the way, like here's all the pros and here's all the cons. How do I know if it's my twin flame or not? You're not going to really know until you experience it on your level, on your truth. This is our truth. And we're just sharing our truth with you. But you're not going to mm-hmm. know until you actually stand up for yourself and have confidence in yourself and love in yourself, security within yourself to go, no, this is not for me. Or this is for me. That's up to you. But uh, karmic relationships, I find them, I find them, uh, I find them mixed with the soul, the soulmates, like you said. Uh, karmic mm-hmm. relationships, and it's interesting, and I want to explain why. Soulmates are friends, family, good, good people. They could be a, a relationship that, for some reason, you guys stay friends, friends, and are cool, and you guys are just really close. Um, but karmic, well, as we know, karmic is karma. And I just spoke about experience. There's gonna, the life is not perfect. We're going to have karmic lessons with our parents. We're going to have karmic lessons with friends. We're going to have karmic. Why? Because it's about learning to, uh, learning humility, learning patience, learning about being okay with things. It's learning about verbalizing how you feel, um, learning to, why do relationships and friendships stand strong? Because they have weathered the storms together. There's so much that people can't pull that apart. They have a strong bond together. So karmic is just the fact of learning. And I think when we talk about love and relationships, karmic relationships are the ones obviously that were short-term. They weren't Mm -hmm. long-term. But my point about the karmic, no matter what of the soulmate part, we have to start looking at, you know, where did I go wrong? Even if even if we're the person that ended it. And there's been times, and I'll admit, I've ended things, and I went, what did I do? What do oh, my God, mm-hmm. it hurts. Like, what do I need to learn from this? Maybe I made a mistake. So that's where I had to evaluate things. Um, but the karmic part is about experience and the short-term or relationships that were two or three years, and they just didn't stand. Because what I think happens is that we – we're always vibrating energy. Experience, when we actually learn things, our vibration gets louder or stronger, per se. So we fall out of vibration, um, which turns into karmic separation, a karmic relationship. They were there to help you go through this chapter of your life, to help you vibrate to a level. It's like going to college. Okay, you went to, you're, you're, you're a freshman in college, you're learning all this stuff and all these classes. Let's say that's one relationship. That one year, the one relationship with one person. You have vibrated now to go to the next year of college. You're no longer with that person. And so I think it's hard for people because we're always looking for this one person who can understand us and get, love us and all this. Listen, we're human. But we also have to remember, Earth is a school of tons yes. of stuff. It's not this easy-go-lucky, 
I'm going to grab this and I'm going to cruise through life. No, it's about how do I get there to match that vibration, experience, learning. Uh, we're not at any, we're all at different places in life. There's no level to this, but karma, it's, it's simple. Um, like I said before, I think the problem with people is that they're in a relationship or they're about to be or they're thinking about going it, and they're like, I don't know. Is this a twin flame, karmic, soulmate? What, someone said something really important to me that I'll never forget, and they said, I don't want to meet someone from my past life. And I was like, really, why? They said, if, I, they said, if I'm going to meet someone from my past life, that means that they're going to bring me the same life lessons. They're going to bring me something else I need to remember or learn. Someone new is going to be someone that has never been in any soul tie before or any soul contract or any – so it's someone new. But the reason I say that is because we have to evolve. It's not about how do we know if it's twin flame or karmic. It's about the experience to finally get to a point where we know who we are. If you know who you are, you're not going to have these questions. You're going to go, you know, I don't know if it's for me or not. I don't know. You're going to be like, this is who I am. This is what I deserve. This is what I'm willing to put in. I gave it enough time. You didn't do that for me, so I'm moving on. And sometimes that changes or pulls you back. That's different. Karmic is about experience my, in my book. It never really stops, does it? No. So I think the difference here is, the lessons, is that the karmic lessons eventually get you to a point of you know who you are, you know what you're willing to put in, you know what you deserve, you know what you're willing to put up with because we know we're not perfect, we have flaws. And then being able to be with someone to withstand and weather life through, create a strong relationship, a strong bond, because we're going to continue learning. We're going to continue learning about that person and ourselves forever. So it's really about going through karmic stuff to go, okay, this is what I'm willing to weather and withstand, and this person's willing to work with me on. That was a long response. Sorry, Joy. No, that's beautiful. And, you know, I actually love the perspective that you shared there about the person who gave you that little tidbit of knowledge about not wanting someone from their past because that's not something that I've ever thought about. Like, for me, everything's so new and so raw and these downloads and these, you know, everything being spirituality this lifetime, I love the feeling of home, the sense of, like, I've done this before, I know this person, they're part of my life. So I would be the opposite side of that because everything's so different in this lifetime for me. Like, I don't feel like I got to um, be this open, like, be this out, be this aware and share as much of it. Like, maybe I was, like, a closet spiritualist. Like, I hit a lot in my previous lives, and this lifetime's so different. So I love that feeling of really like home and feeling like I have someone that came from a past life with me. So that's going to help me too in doing readings and, you know, helping other people on their journey to have that perspective. So I'm really happy you said that. Uh, It's a very interesting topic because eventually we hope to get to this point of our life you, you know, it pops in my head. You ever, and look, we're human. We look around the room and we see someone, we're like, uh. You ever see a couple together? You might not even know who they are. 
in your mind without really holding back. You're like kind of judgy. And you're just like, because we, as spiritual people, look around the room and we just, we feel the room. We see people. We people watch. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't done that in forever because of COVID. But anyways, right. look around the room, you're like, wow, those people are really together? But they might be so in love with each other or love, love. It's not about giving love. It's about loving yourself and the other person coming together. But they love each other so much because they don't care what people think about them. They don't care what they know who they are with each other. That's what mm-hmm. that is. And right. we are we are essentially sculpting ourselves to be able to understand this unconditional love. Learning to understand accept our flaws that we're working through, accept the other person for who they are and their flaws. If we keep running if we keep running from relationship to relationship, we're actually running from ourselves because we're here to learn from our reflective reflection. The karmic relationships are reflections. It's just about where you are in life and that reflection and what they're teaching you. What are they going to teach you? Even if it was something horrible. Oh, they, they taught me that I never really want to be around this person who does this, this, and this ever again. And that's fine. Oh, this person taught me that I had trauma still from this past relationship that was, they cheated on me. So, there's all these things, and it gets to the point where we can be whole with ourselves. Someone new going, yeah, you know, I went through this spiritual journey. You're not embarrassed. You're not holding back. You're not um, uncomfortable with a part of yourself. You're not insecure with yourself. You're saying, this is who I am. Take me or leave me because I'm going to continue my life. That is whole. You're not, you're not running around going, oh, I need someone in my life to make me feel complete so I can move on in life and have my dreams come true. No. You, we have to see this and understand that there's something we're not allowing ourselves to feel whole about, which now we're seeking outward for it. Same thing with money. We don't have, if we don't have money, we're seeking outward. How am I, oh, it's a 3D thing because we're, we're so focused on 3D, a relationship, mm-hmm. money, um, we're not whole within ourselves. We're going to keep meeting situations or problems that are going to teach us to be more patient, to be more kind to ourselves, to love ourselves, to give our, ourselves the mentality and feeling that we are good enough, we are enough, because we have this 3D problem where, oh, I don't have this, therefore I'm not worthy of it, I feel sad. And that's right. what we have to learn is that we are enough, we we have this issue with, I want to buy this, but I can't because I'm not, I don't have enough money, therefore I'm not good enough. It goes into this as within, so without. Let's, um, let's play a song, and we'll come back, and we'll start thanking people for reading. So we, can go on, we can go on forever about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll be back in about three, three minutes.
welcome back from our musical break. Um, Jordan and I will be taking callers for live readings in just a moment here. If you did call in and you're interested in getting a reading live with us, make sure you press the number one. Even if you called in already, press the number one. It lets me know on the screen that uh, you are letting us know on the studio line that you would like us to take your phone call. Um, Jordan, did you want to add anything else before we took, take a caller? Because I know that I, I kind of quickly ended that. And I was like, wow, I didn't give it a chance to talk. No, that was beautiful. I feel like we kind of nailed that. Like you said, we could talk for days about it. So I, I agree. Let's take some callers. All right. Are we just narrowing it down to a love relationship or giving the floor to them? Um, let's just give them wanna... the floor. All right. Well, um, let's see here. We'll take uh, area code 954. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, yes. Hi. My name is Sharon, and I'm calling from New York. What's going on, Sharon, from New York? <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thank I'm alive. You. Woke up today. Good, good, good. I, I, um, I love what you said about relationships and karma. To me, is just balancing. Um, it's just a matter of balancing um, what we did in the past life with this life, with 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 whoever whoever it is that we happen to come into contact with. Um, if if somebody, um, let's say, abused you in a past life, you you might choose to abuse abuse them in a present life. This is what karmic balancing and mm. karmic repayments are about. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, I, whatever the case may be, it's 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 a re, comic repayment is also, you know, um, very very much. Um, but but anyway, I have two very adult children, <laughs> and I was just wondering if um, if you guys might see anything for them as far as relationships. I I think my son is in one. But my daughter can't seem to find one, so I was wondering what your sense of that might be. Mm-hmm. I um, I really like what you said about karmic balance of lifetimes. Maybe also think about how we learn certain things, and then uh, when we get into another experience with that, we handle it a little bit better, depending on what it is. But I like what I like what you said, Sharon. Um, Jordan, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I definitely feel like the the older is the older one the son whoever the older child is yes. definitely in a yes. relationship. Um, and I heard yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yes, he's he's thirty five. He uh, he just you know he actually he graduated from Oxford just like recently, and he's he's bought properties. So um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping it, it's somebody he's, you know, he's happy is the most important thing to me, but, but it would be nice to see him in a healthy relationship. <laughs> That's the feeling that I get because I'm seeing children. Um, the feeling that I'm getting from him in this relationship is that he wants it to be his. Um, he wants to grow in love with this person, which is absolutely beautiful. I commend him for that. Um, it was a friendship before it was anything else. And now they're talking about, you know, big ticket items. 
um, talking about how they feel about marriage. They're talking about children. Um, I, there's something coming up about um, maybe a biological child, but also adopting a child. There's something that's important to them about that or maybe to his partner about that. Um, but I am getting children for them. It does feel very serious to me. Um, but mm-hmm. for the daughter, I feel like she's, she gives me gypsy vibes. She doesn't want to feel like she's stuck with someone. She's locked down to someone. Like, that doesn't feel like her thing to me. If she can find someone, and I do feel like it's in the cards for her, just not right now, because um, she has to see it, that it's a possibility, and I don't feel like who is around her right now feels like it's a possibility yet. Like, all her friends are, like, getting married and doing these things, and it doesn't – it's not making sense for her yet, like, in her own, like, logical mind to want to do that. But when she finds this person who wants to, you know, be a gypsy with her and, like, travel and see the world and they have these other ideas of what love is instead of, you know, just bunker down, buy a house, you know, live this textbook life, that doesn't feel like it suits her. But I still feel like she's going to have a beautiful love in her life, and it's going to be her kind of love. It's the love she's giving out that she's waiting to see given back to her. There's a lot of trauma surrounding it, which I'm sure you're picking up on, being curious about her love life. Um, But both Mm -hmm. of your children – both of them have huge hearts, hearts of gold. Um, like I said, with him, it already feels like he's in the relationship and they're ready to move forward. And with her, I would say it would be a couple years off for her to to mm-hmm. come out and say she's in a relationship even because this person's going to have a lot of proving to do. Yeah. I, <laughs> Sorry, I dropped I, my phone. I, I totally agree. Uh, when it comes to your son, um, I'm not really sure in particular if it's him or her but one of them wants to have kids or do certain things now. The other one wants to wait a little bit longer, especially with this song. I just realized I played the song, they're like, oh, I got a little bit longer. I got a ways to go. Um, there, there's also, you know, I don't know what what his, his what she does for a living, but there's something mm-hmm. going on with career with her Um because there's also this understanding that she's going to have kids or they're going to be kids. So overall, what I do feel is going to get, they need a couple years. They need more time to really um, both on the same level of agreement to have it. But what Spirit's also telling me, (laughs) Spirit just said, yeah, but, they don't really know, but they might not realize spirit will do certain things that you don't, we don't know. So even if we don't want to have children, right? Spirit can be like, yeah, I don't care what you, what you want. We're going to, we're going to make this happen. So they're telling me that there might be this unplanned birth um, or child coming in, but they're not giving me a time frame for that. Because what they're also saying is that, yeah, one cannot be similar, the other one is or vice versa, whichever one. But they're also saying is that are they ever going to be ready? And their spirit, the spirit is um, ancestors on both ends. Your, you know, your family lineage and this, this, uh, this other uh, lady for the for the child. Um, they're like, yeah, but and you know, the ancestors are really strong about this. They see that they can plan this, but they're going to be like, oh wait, unplanned. So let's surprise you. Because what happens when you give birth? You're actually giving birth to your starseed family. You're bringing in ancestors you're bringing them back mm-hmm. so it's right. a blessing so they're telling me overall mm-hmm. is that there might be an unplanned birth and it's just going to go that way and, and they're going to have to go with the flow when it comes to your daughter um i get very forgive me for my words this is what spirits give me uh, a little bit hard-headed when it comes to people relationships 
Um, she knows what she wants. She knows what she likes. She doesn't want anyone telling her what to do. Um, she can be really open and beautiful, but when it comes to relationships, I wanted to ask you, what's going on? What Has something happened with her relationship with her father? Um, no, uh, she had a beautiful relationship with my father, with her father, but my husband passed away two years ago. So, you know, three years ago, actually. So, no, it was a great, it was a beautiful relationship she had with her dad. I, I just, you know, it's, um, she's just always been, yeah. It's Mm -hmm. also the loss of her father Mm. because she can't subconsciously assume we're us humans. We don't consciously mm. understand this, but there's this subconscious thing that since our relationship with our parents is so good that another mm-hmm. individual cannot replace them. And so the mind has right. to understand that, you know, as a kid or, you know, let's say her father, right? She loved her father so much and had a mm-hmm. great relationship. Of course. There's this, mm-hmm. there's this subconscious mind that's saying, no one can ever beat my dad. No one can ever be as, as manly as my father mm-hmm. can, can be that person in my life. So they're going to always mm-hmm. look for, well, they're not, they're not good enough or they're not matching. So she has to go mm-hmm. through this, this kind of trial and tribulation eventually with accepting someone. But what spirit does tell me is there is going to be someone that catches her eye and they both catch each other's eye. And she's going to go from, mm-hmm. nah, I don't want a relationship to, Oh, wow, this is really something I really don't want to miss. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know the time frame for that either. Uh, Spirit doesn't always give me... Uh, okay, hold on. Is she going through a, a career shift or schooling shift? Well, she actually lost her job here because in New York City got hit pretty hard with COVID. So right now she's uh-huh. looking for, for a job as well, you know, so it's kind of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Whichever direction she goes, and don't tell her this because how do I explain this to you? When we tell people certain things, it can alter how they come into contact with with the right thing. So just Mm -hmm. know that whatever job she chooses or whatever direction, the universe, this is the beauty of the universe. Oh, my God, it's a horrible thing, and we have to change our job now. But the universe is like, yeah, but I'm lining you up with so many blessings. You have no idea. Just don't be upset. Go look for something new. And she's going to come into contact with someone through work or through that change. So or I don't know how that's going to work for a worker or someone that comes in as a customer. I have no idea. Um, but it's going to come through that change. She's going to catch, someone, they're going to catch eyes, and she's going to be a little vulnerable, and that's what's going to bring her forward. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the good, the, excuse me. There will be some work involved um, as as it comes to right. you know, relationships and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she is very, very spiritual. She is extremely, you know, spiritual. She she understands that, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. She's, you know, very from. The time she was a little girl, I've always I've always taught her to be very spiritual because I've I've for sixty years I want to say I've been very spiritual, but um, very I, I think it's just yeah I think it's important that she's that that kids are raised more spiritual than religious to me anyway not to knock knock religion but I think spirituality is 
is something that connects everyone and and religion yeah. is something that separates people so so yeah. for me that was always important but um Absolutely. but I don't want to keep you and thank you thank you so much for your lovely insights and and many blessings thank you thank you appreciate it thanks for calling in you too. okay have a great evening Awesome vibe. Love her. Love her energy. Beautiful caller. Thank you for calling in. I really appreciate you. Um, Absolutely. I found it interesting that she has so much love for her kids that Mm -hmm. she she didn't even ask for herself. Like she (laughs) she wasn't she wasn't asking for a reading for herself. She's asking for her kids. I thought that was beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Let's take the next caller. We'll take area code eight hundred one. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Whitney Hawes calling from Utah. I heard Whitney Can from you... Utah. Yes, yes, mate. Yes, sir. How's yep. it going? No, I, tra- I want to make sure I heard you correctly. <laughs> yes, sorry. I had my phone sitting down, so I'll just pick it up. Yes, Whitney from Utah. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Thanks for coming in. So, I... Just wanted to kind of add in before you guys even do any kind of reading because I was listening to the show, and I just want to add in that uh, soulmate, twin flame, karmatic relationships also have to do with, like, bodhisattvas. Have you guys heard of bodhisattvas? Bodhisattva? Correct. Where it's a spirit. So it's a spirit that has the opportunity to ascend and no longer return to Earth, but chooses to return to Earth to help awaken souls. Bodhisattvas are usually ones who do terrible things in life and most likely end up in prison. So these bodhisattvas are here to awaken the spirit and to assist us because what triggers us to have our spiritual awakening about trauma. Ah, I like that. We okay, right? More, so I got to do more search on that. Yeah. So most of them end up in prison because of awful things that they do. But what they're here to do, but that is what they're here to do, is to awaken other souls. So that also has to do with your relationships, karmatic relationships, things that you attract in your life, as in like uh, trauma attracts trauma. And mm-hmm. if you're attracting trauma, then what is it inside yourself that you need to heal? It's interesting what you're saying because my soul awakening came from um, my previous, my ex relationship. She actually took her life. And so it triggered me mm-hmm. to go through all this. And I, I, I was a karmic, relationship, I suppose. Um, it's interesting how you put that, though. I like, I like that. I like a different perspective. Perhaps a bodhisattva. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write it down so I can look it up because I've never heard of this. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I learned it. I definitely want to do Say some that? research. Yeah, do some research on it. Um, yeah, I learned it in my Reiki class. I thought it was very beneficial, especially in a way to move forward with life and forgiveness and and with full love and, and light. And experiencing people as who they are. How do you spell that? 
What? How do you spell that? B-O-D-Y-S-O-S-A or V-A. Saba. Bodhisattva. I'm going to check that out. So um, are you just looking to get a general reading or a love reading? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you got for me, Joe? taking a minute here because I have to feel it. You care if I start asking questions? If I start interjecting? What's that? I said you care if I start asking questions? No, go ahead. Um, do you have someone you're kind of like friend zoning, like, I don't know, I do like them, I do care for them, but sometimes the vibe is off? I do, yeah. Okay, um, because I feel like there is a lot of potential there with that person. There's just, it feels like there's something missing, and the missing link is communication here. Um And it seems like a double-edged sword because it's like part of you doesn't want to have to be like, hey, these are my needs, these are my wants, can you fill my cup? They should just know it if they're your person, you know, but that's not true. (laughs) They need, whoever this person is, they totally need to be told. They need direction. They need guidance. It's not like a, um, like leading a puppy sort of thing. They know how to do these things. They're fully capable. I feel like there's fear on their end of um, overstepping with you because they value you and they love you. Your friendship and I genuinely love you as a person um like I, I even feel like they're infatuated with you but there's a fear for them to ruin the friendship ruin the relationship they're waiting on you okay so I'm not yeah. about that, but I definitely feel like they are waiting on you they're waiting on you to make a move and the minute that you do it's like y'all were never not dating <laughs> if that makes sense it does Okay. I need to ask you um, permission to step into your energy because I don't know if there's something new that you're doing. There's like the, for me, I have this protection. You have like this protection shield up. I, I saw one of your I guys did. and they put their hand out. Okay. Yes. I'm, my you, apologies. But just a second. Did, did you do something in particular? You don't have to tell me for protection. I did. Yes. I um I have a treatment room that I use for my Reiki and I had a client come in that um was particularly um I don't want to say scary cuz he he's not scary like in person but his energy mm-hmm. really uh shook me and mm-hmm. so I did uh this was just last week I did put up an energetic uh, barrier and a uh, uh, Reiki protection all around me. So. Okay. Okay. Because I had I had seen it must be one of your guides because I saw this Hindu male and he was very kind, but he put his hand out and said no. <laughs> I feel like you told all your guides this is the deal. We're not letting anyone in. And I was like, all right, well, I have to ask for permission now because 
I can't do anything. I was sitting here going, why can't I pick up anything? Um, okay, so I'm totally a dreamer, okay, and I dream about these things, and then I have to, I have been put in my place before about telling people things, um, mm-hmm. so I've had to come back and say, hey, I have, I'm not necessarily in these words, but I have unsolicited information for you. Do you want it? Like, ask permission myself to get to let them know and so yeah I get why I'm protected you have um you have a Hindu male spirit guide I don't know what this translates to he's telling me one thing I'm going to tell you what I get um the pronunciation is not going to be correct because I'm saying it um Okay. I hear Balkar, 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 Azkar. Something like Balkar, Azkar. But he's saying that it translates in his language. You know, if you want to look it up more, the bringer of light. Um, he's really saying more about how he wants you to go beyond your practices when it comes to spirituality and spirit guides. Um, what I get from him is that. You do work with spirit guides, but he wants you to learn more about who those guides really are. If you have one or two in mind already, he wants you to start learning how to work with individual spirit guides. So when you have spirit guides, you might have like this Hindu male. You might have a gypsy. You might have this. You might have that. But we have to learn each one in particular um, and eventually have them on an altar or representation of them in some And there's ways to bless it because you keep asking for more spiritual growth. And what this person is saying, the spirit guy is saying, is that you're going to get more knowledge because they keep showing you symbols or weird things, and you're like, I don't know what that means. But they want you to learn how to work with each individual guide a little bit more. Um, There's also something that with your spiritual room that needs to shift or change. Have you been wanting to change your spiritual room and decorate it differently or move it? Um, so I just barely rearranged everything, got my desk put up and my curtains. And so, yes, I did change my room, but I think what you're getting is that from that client, I have not brought in any other client and I have not cleared that space properly. This is actually a cleansing. Even if we're, if we're talking about our living room, if we're talking about our spiritual room, we're talking about our office. When you move things around, not necessarily redecorate, repaint, when you move things around, you're changing the environment, whereas, let's say I walked into the office, remember it being one way. If you change it um, spiritually, an energy cannot return. Even if I'm thinking about your office, it can't return because it's no longer the same office. It's already changed. It's a spiritual cleansing. You can do that. But what really comes to mind on top of this is that you need to have a spiritual room separate from your office. Like there's work, then there's your spiritual room. I don't know why. This is what they're telling me. Um, it has to have like a different different tone. It's more like you have to have a spiritual altar for your guides because what I, and this is my practice. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what Spirit's saying. We have our ancestors corner and we have the spiritual guide section. Um, I don't really do work in there. I can. I can do readings from that room, but I do it without people being in there. Um, but this is separate 
to me. This is my separate place. This is where I go. Um, it's not where I have clients come in. It's where I go to tell my guys, look, I've given you all my problems. This is my problem. I need you guys to help me with this. And that's what they're saying is they want you to be able to go to them in a unique way and talk to them, whether that's a problem or guidance or learning to receive more messages from them. Um, okay. The other thing about this is that you have you have a gypsy spirit guide, you have a male Hindu spirit guide, and you you have a nun, but you also have an a angel. I think we all have angels, but there's for people in particular that do have angels that work with them. And this is not to be confused with, you know, archangels or a specific angel that people have, have prayed to. These are angels that are given as like a spirit guide is. Do you get ringing in your ear a lot or, we, or a lot of angel numbers? Oh, yeah, and I call upon angels every day. Okay, this is also another reason why you're calling upon them. Um, you need to start learning how to work with white candles or give them light or call upon them more in your own spiritual room and talk with them or meditate with them um, and have it separate from your office. Yes, because it's not right now. I run I'm going to tell you one more thing. I... The, the phone call on the radio show, there's a delay, so I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. I don't know why I have to say this, but you know that you're never going to be completely satisfied with knowledge, right? Uh, no, Joe. <laughs> okay. I know. You're always going to be learning something, and then eventually you're going to go, yeah, but there's more. What else is there I need to learn about the universe? And you're going to get involved in something else. So what Spirit's saying is they want you to start understanding something about Spirit guides. Spirit guides are all different. They're different people with different personalities associated to your team. One might be working with alchemy. One might be working with Wiccan. One might be working with, I'm just giving you examples here. One might be working with um, balance and, and spiritual energy. You have the angels, a little bit of them. This is why you're always being drawn to one thing. And then the next day you're drawn to this thing. So you're never going to be really stopping. You're always going to be learning more. But I do I'm want really to know something else. And then we got to move on to the next caller. See, your, your guy just told me to tell you something. They want you to start realizing how powerful your energy and your words are. Because there's something with you that sometimes you're not really sure if it's completely working. It, I had to ask you for permission to read you. Usually what happens is when someone wants a reading, they're giving me permission without saying it. But I actually had to ask you because you put up a barrier protection. So, your words are powerful. Yes. Do you have any questions for me before we go? Um, is there anything else on the other side? Like, um, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Candace? Jordan. 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 Yes. You have a question? No, I just wondering how you're feeling, girl. <laughs> oh, um, 
okay, let me tap back in. Sorry, I'm trying to help my husband get the couch out of the house. He had it listed uh, on Facebook Marketplace. I'm, like, all over the place right now, so I muted myself. All right, let me start out and get back into it. Um, more things for you to know. Um, definitely agree with what Joe was just saying about you constantly learning. Because um, I get that feeling of being, like, all over the place. Like, you want to know so much. There's just so much information to absorb. It kind of drives me crazy, like, being a workaholic. Um, like doing too much all the time, but it's there's a part of it that's distracting you from things too, like this relationship and deciding if you want to move forward with it and if, if it's something that you want or if you want something completely different and breaking away from that and just fully deciding this is just a friendship so you can move forward. Um, there's a lot that's still there. There's also a woman in spirit who wants to communicate with you. Um, I don't feel like she's very old. Um, she was older when she passed, but I want to say she's somewhere around in her 40s. And she keeps saying, I miss you the same. Whatever that means to you. She's got um, blonde hair. Her hair looks kind of like, um, I hate to say fried, so I don't want to be mad at me, but like she would have dyed her hair. <laughs> um, but it looks like it has like, uh, like the blonde on the top and it's brown underneath. Um, she has sunglasses, like, like pulling her hair back and her hair shorter. Um, she's got on, like, uh, tan khakis and a tank top. And she just keeps saying, tell her I miss her the same. I miss her the same. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for letting us read you. Yeah, thank you for calling in. Okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Brody Saka, look yeah. it up. Have a great night. Um, no, I'm good now. Sorry. Okay. I just want to let everyone know here is that me and Jordan are running a special uh, for this week up until next Friday. Uh, for $80, you can book a private session with me uh, on the topic. Uh, I think, are we just doing love relationship readings? For that, yeah, for the special. Love and relationship. You can be single. You can have someone in your life. You can, whatever it is. You know, this is about love and relationships. You're more than welcome to reach out to us on our social media platforms to book a session with us. We both also have a private reading that is not for love and relationship. This is something that you can book with us at any time that we can book the, uh, the schedule on. It's $100, and we do um, both readings together for you, and that's not about love. So take advantage of that. Message us. Uh, we're going to take one more caller here. Um, by the way, everyone, keep in mind that we do uh, we shoot to have a podcast once a week. Uh, we do free readings on here. This is for me, my outlet for you to get a free reading. I don't always do them on Facebook Live for free. When I do, it's very rare. Um, so you get to get a reading from both of us for a couple minutes here and, and call in. And you get to hear us talk about some interesting topics. If there's anything that you in particular want to hear about or think we should talk about, uh, message us. Hey, my name is so-and-so. Love your show. I hope you love our show. And let us know what you want to, want to hear about. Other than that, um, Jordan, do you have a set number in mind to pick from? Do you have any numbers in your head? Um, something that starts with a six. We have one that starts with a six. Yeah, there is. There is. Yep, there is one. All right, area code 651. What's your name? Where are you calling from? They have the number thing on here. I don't know if they clicked anything. 
Okay. You want a reading and you're here? Let us know. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Rachel from Minnesota. <laughs> oh, oh, Rachel, what's up? Writing your name down here. Right? We're just gonna write her number down because this is like the second time that she got big. I know. Yeah, but this is is around this is around Rachel's topic here, I think. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Say that joke. Sorry, I need to get caught up on this one. Oh Lord. Y'all ready for this? (laughs) No, no, no. no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rachel, um, the first thing that comes to mind is that when you stop looking at this topic, there's, I think we've talked about it before, the resistance, right? The resistance mm-hmm. to, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask you, did you want a love reading or did you want a regular reading? Do you need to ask? <laughs> yes, love, please. <laughs> okay. When you stop focusing on you. this and you stop giving it resistance, so if I were to put an empty water bottle in front of me going, when can I get a full water bottle? You know, obviously there's easy ways to get a full water bottle, but let's say it's difficult. And I'm like, how, when am I getting this full water bottle? And I'm looking at it going, I keep focusing on it. I'm giving it my energy, but I'm giving it resistance. So I keep actually pushing this water bottle away. I'm actually pushing it further away from actually receiving a full, excuse me, a full bottle of water. If you were to actually stop focusing on how things are going to play with love and how or when it's going to happen or is this right or is it wrong, you're going to have a lot more success with relationships. Um, because I also get right now, and I don't know if this is something we talked about over the time, but you feel like this is a missing puzzle piece to the rest of your life, so to speak, for things to line up. Um, where it's actually almost like the opposite. There's other things that are falling into place first before that comes in. Um, the other thing that spirits tell me right now, too, is that you have to have a, a set routine when it comes to your spiritual practice. I don't know if it's something like even like once a day, like giving a candle to spirit or your Indian or, um, you know, you have to have a routine with them because I don't know why there's this uh, a couple of days go by and you're like, all right, let me go there. Because they're also saying is that there's days where you don't feel as empowered or positive and so you don't remember to go do that they want you to have a continuous um, routine well, even if it's not with spirit it's, it's just like let me just put myself in a spiritual mindset and just meditate or let go for a minute or you got to get yourself in this everyday thing um, I'm getting spiritual cleansing too so what, what they're talking to me about is do you have Pasadena yet? yeah Okay, you need to sprinkle some in your car. You need to sprinkle some on your couch. Sprinkle some. I sprinkle it in my bed. Um, why is this important? Mm-hmm. Pascadia, for those of you who are listening that don't know, uh, you want to buy this. It's a compact white powder. It looks like chalk, but it's, it's actually not. You want to get it compacted. They sell it on Amazon. Um, Pascadia can be used for numerous things. It's a neutrality uh, for energy that's negative. It's an empowerment for adding to certain things. You can put it on your body to mark your body for protection. 
You can mark the floor with certain things. So there's a lot of numerous things you can use Casadilla for. Um, but they're saying sprinkle this everywhere. Why? Because you spent so much time over here thinking about this, over there thinking about this. You're in the car feeling this way. Um, you have this kind of collective energy. Even though we stage sometimes, it might not always, like, clear everything. Uh, Cascaria will help neutralize this clouded energy that's been around. So that way you, you can walk through it a little bit more comfortably. It's not still lingering. It's not holding you back from things. Um, the other thing that I keep hearing, too, is that you, you have this stick, right? You, have you been using the stick when you're, you're Native American? Um, I haven't been recently. I got the feeling to, like, start over with it and then didn't really get inspired with what to, to do with it again. Um, I've been, like, building my altar more and setting intentions with candles and um, offering things to my guides and trying to build relationships with my guides more and give them jobs and mm-hmm. connect throughout the day, that sort of thing. Are you sending um, attention, like, this is the light of life, to call upon my spiritual guides? Yep. Yep. Okay, good. I do try to just, light a candle, yeah. Try to just do that and then put a chair next to your candle and just sit there, clear your mind, and tell them. Uh-huh. Speak to me about whatever it is that, you know, spirit wants to tell me about. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're, they're going to teach you more, but there's something about you being still. I don't know if you can't sit still or you go do one thing and then you're like, oh, I'm going to do this with that. But sit still. Be there and be be open and welcoming to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, last I'm doing a lot of things right now. That, Does that make sense? The last thing I have for you before I pass to Jordan is um, Twin Flame is the topic of tonight. Um, and I didn't realize it, but I might have said it, but I, maybe I didn't. Um, this this back and forth relationship that you've had is considered and should be considered a twin flame. It's a running and chasing thing, mm-hmm. and so it's this aspect of what do I need to learn about this reflection? This person is my reflection. What do I need to learn so that you can feel so that you can feel, be, and accept this wholeness and move forward? Mm-hmm. Because there's this fear of there's a fear with you about being alone and not being with someone or wasting your time. Um, and you need to learn Sick to of being tell alone. the universe, <laughs> tell the universe what it is that you want in a person in detail. Make sure you put detail. Detail mm-hmm. so to the point where you can ask the universe for a car and the car comes in that has no motor. Give the universe detail. Don't specify on a specific person or it's just about this individual you would like to be with. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's something about you actually speaking to the universe and with acceptance and love when we actually have an intention in our mind and we say, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the universe, your voice, your energy is actually going to the universe. When we say upon my grandfather who passed away and you're going to, I'm going to talk to my grandfather, call upon my grandfather. You are, you are sending that energy that way. You're calling on it. It's going that way. So talk to the universe. Is this something that have you have you spoken to the universe before? Gaia, the source, creator, God. Yeah. Um, 
lately my focus has been with like my guides and asking them for help for different things. And um, I actually have a whole journal dedicated to manifesting and I, anybody in my mind, I just try to like create a person and what I'm trying to manifest and what I'm wanting. That's good. I like that. All right, Jordan, where are you mm-hmm. Okay, so I pulled cards on this to check both of their energies because um, I've read them both before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what's mm-hmm. going on here. Um, so I asked what the current energy is between the two of you, what's coming from both sides. And you guys got the tower. Mm-hmm. It's the divine intervention. <laughs> Something's ending, so there could be a beginning. And it really feels like there's a mentality here that's coming crashing down. And I mean, like, blaze of glory mm-hmm. crashing down. Like, someone's really, like, in an internal struggle and in an internal battle with themselves. Um and it, it's bringing that same struggle and battle out in the other person. To me, it feels like the male is struggling here, and then it's mirroring in you and bringing struggles out in you with this power and the way that I'm seeing it. It's crazy to me, too, the numerology that's coming out here, because for your energy, <laughs> I asked what you're ready for and then how you got ready for this, and I asked the same thing for his energy. What you're ready for is the Seven of Pentacles. That's about reevaluating your life. What is it that you want? What are you, um, what are the staples? Where is your foundation? What are you building? Those are the questions you're asking because you're ready to take off. You're ready Mm -hmm. to do something. You're ready to build with someone. And the way you got there was the Seven of Swords, which is that um, losing people. It's the lies, the deceptions, the deceit, things coming to light and people being removed from your life for you to be able to, you know, even start asking these questions. Okay, all these things are gone now, so what do I have left? Where am I at? What's my foundation? And what do I want? And now I can build on that because I don't have these things that feel like they're traumas in my life anymore because these people have either walked away or we have mutually ended these bonds, you know? Um, and that's crazy to me that you got mm. two sevens and the tower is 16, which is also a seven. So it's like the, the complete trifecta right there. And then for mm-hmm. this other person's energy, wow. their current energy is the eight of wands. And that's like that energy serve, the communication. It's like the time for things to take off. It's like that blaze of glory. It's like um, the Phoenix Rising, <laughs> them coming out of the towers and being ready. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't think they were this ready. And then I asked how they got there, and they got the moon. The moon is literally like an entrapment as well. It's about emotions. It's about illusions. It's about, you know, swimming back up to the surface and like taking that breath again. And um, it's like um, the other deck I have with Alice in the sea of tears where she's basically, you know, surrounding herself and all of her sadness and all of the things that are bad about her and how she got here and how she's a terrible person. Another reason that's like this mm-hmm. other person, the mental side of the tower is attached to them and how it's, it's being mirrored or projected onto you and like pulling traumas out of you. It does. I love that you said the twin flame thing, Joe, because it's so it's so mimicking that right now mm-hmm. where this other person's traumas are becoming her triggers. And it's literally like pulling this shit out of her. And she's just like, I know I healed this. I don't want to be this person anymore. Why are you doing this to me? But it's happening for a reason. It's like, okay, <laughs> yes, it's healed. But now let's touch it again. Is it still sore? I don't know. Um <laughs> So that's your energies together. That's what's happening together. And then your base energy, the bottom of the deck, I flipped it over to look at it and see what the future holds um, and what you guys are stepping into. And you got the nine of cups. That's satisfaction and wish fulfillment. Um, it still means there's work that needs to be done. There still needs to be a coming together of the souls. There needs to be communication. Communication is lacking right now, especially with him mm-hmm. being at the moon um, and how he got to this point of the eight of wands. There needs to be communication to be satisfaction. 
And underneath the nine of cups to go deeper into the space energy is the two of wands. That's planning and decision making. Mm-hmm. That's deciding factors. So you know, this, there's a lot of work to me, still be done. This reminds me of something. And Rachel, I'm not saying you're completely doing this, but it reminded me of something about the twin plane journey. And, and it's interesting because when we get into this journey, regardless of if we know it's twin flame or not, we wind up losing ourselves lose ourselves in thinking and wondering about another person. And we focus our life thinking and wondering about this other person. And essentially what happens is we lose ourselves. And I think this journey is a reminder also of realizing that how quickly we can lose ourselves because I I remember this time during my spiritual awakening with my twin flame where I actually stopped doing spiritual work and podcasts for three days. And I was like, I don't know why I'm so upset. And I went for a walk. And I realized that giving all my happiness away to this person, who then in turn made me feel upset, I didn't get what I wanted, and I shut everything down. I gave my happiness away. So I want to remind you and everyone, Rachel and everyone else, too, is don't lose yourself over someone. If you can lose yourself that quickly, are they really worth that? Losing you over time, your thinking, your thoughts, your emotions, because what happens, too, is when you stop putting resistance to it, like I said before, and you stop giving them attention, what can also happen is that they realize, like, oh, my God, they're not calling me anymore. They're not talking anymore. Where do they go? And they might start showing up more. Um, but you realize all these little things. Ah, sorry, that came to mind. I just had to share that. Yeah, it's definitely important to – the journey the, – what I think about the Twin Flame journey, it becomes – so much about the other person when really it's mm-hmm. so much about you and your personal growth. Yeah. Like, yeah. like me and him, it's about him bringing out what's triggering me and then how I react to those triggers. And then we like uh-huh. kind of ping pong back and forth, healing all of our crap. Exhausting, mm-hmm. yeah. but <laughs> hopefully one day. Thanks for sharing your experience. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Rachel, thank you for calling in. We're going to wrap this up in a couple minutes here and um, appreciate you always listening in. Sure. Jordan, were you done? Did you have anything else? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Were you done? Yeah, we're going to go. I'm done. My bad. <laughs> I do that sometimes. All right. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Uh, Jordan, do you got, you got anything on personally for your page, any specials that you're running or any oh, – any offers? What you know? What where can people find you to book for your reading? Um, the only thing that I'm doing right now is the the group reading with you. As far as um, I can't even think of the word right now. <laughs> what did you just say? I just had like such a dirt moment. Special. <clears throat> the only special that I'm doing right now is the one with um, me and you, Joe. Um, I don't know if we told you guys price or not, but the traditional just Joe and I reading is $100. You get us for an hour. Um, but just the love-based reading, we are doing $20 off of that one. So you still get us for a full hour, but it will be love-based, and that one will be $80. So if you guys want that one, feel free to reach out and message us. Um, but I offer um, readings just myself as well, different sessions, um, either a full hour or 30 minutes. There's mentorships. Um, there's gifted as well. Gifted is a beautiful group that's on Facebook. Joe has a beautiful group as well. We do a lot of collabs with those too. Um, for gifted individuals. That's why it's called gifted. It's about learning your gifts, learning who you are, 
starting to um, really uh, do a deep dive into how these things work, what it's like to, you know, hear different voices in your mind, who's actually talking to you, who's communicating with you, learning your guides, learning different um, spirits and things like that. So if you guys are interested, whether it's a reading or being a part of a community or being a part of a group, find us and check us out. My page is A Day in the Life, and then the group is Gifted. And then, Joe, if you want to share yours. My group, you can look on Facebook at I Spiritually Ascending, and my Facebook page is a Millennial Third Eye. I do have a little thing going on. Uh, it's going to be a short period of time. I uh, have little flash sales. My full readings are typically 125 for an hour, but I do have a special going on for 50 bucks. Take advantage of it while it's still there. Uh, I just started the sale yesterday, so. Um, if you're interested, message me and say, hey, Joe, I want to take advantage of that, that $50 deal. Um, we always got something going on spiritually. We want to keep people involved in helping you on your journey. And as we learn something new, sharing it with you all as well and, and helping you. And maybe you're going through it, divine timing type of thing. And we look forward to always hearing from you and having you on the show. You're always more than welcome to call in for a free read and getting a chance to call. Try to get in as soon as possible because there are a bunch of people here that that load up the screen and wait patiently. So call in early. We'll, we'll be doing, I think, a podcast next Friday, if I'm not mistaken. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Next Friday. We'll be talking about a topic, and we'll, we'll be sharing it out on the Facebook, social media, and Black Talk Radio. Other than that, Jordan, it's always a pleasure having you with me on the show and talking about awesome stuff and, and having a great chat. This is amazing. I love this. This is a perfect topic. Yeah, we, we had a great conversation. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next Friday. Have a great night. And if you ever want to talk to us and come up with some topic ideas you want to hear about, reach out. We're human beings. We'll get back to you. This is true. Good night, guys. We got a lot of uh, sharks out there trying to take a bite of something. What's hot? A lot of chameleons out there. Trying to change up anytime something new comes along. Everybody wants a bite. Don't happen overnight. So you want to be a rock superstar and live large, big house, five cars, you rich charge. Coming up with the world, don't trust nobody. Gotta look over your shoulder. And I remember the days when I was a young kid growing up, looking in the mirror, dreaming about blowing up the rock crowd, make money, chew with the honey.
rock star, you know what I'm saying? But you 